listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot. For three years straight, we toured the nation. When we got through, we needed a vacation. We wanted to party and get a little rest, so we packed our things and headed out west. We got our surfboards, took the beach ball out, jumped in a limousine, ready to wipe out. Hey, and welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we are in La Casa on a Tuesday. Yes. That's right. Uh, very, uh, you know, this is when the new releases on Netflix come out. Yes. Uh, new video games. Yes. Uh, this is also when, like, um, you get your, your new, um, DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. And we have a new guest. Yes, I'm excited. Um, now hopefully, uh, you're already familiar with, uh, with his voice. Hopefully. If you listen to podcasts, you should be. Yeah, hopefully, like, if you're like me, you got excited right away. But, um, if not, you should be listening to the NYC Crime Report. Um, the New York City Crime Report, of course, is a, a show about, uh, New York City crime. It's very, very straightforward in the title. Yes. Um, also, you can follow him on Twitter at Pat Dixon. And uh, you can check out his website, Comedian Pat Dixon. Um, it's Pat Dixon. What's going on, man? Hey, how are you, man? That, great. Thanks for having me on, Rob. I appreciate it. You know, I'm a big fan of you guys, too. What? That That is uh, amazing to hear. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, uh, I, I've always been curious, where did you uh, get the title for your show? Um, I was a waiter for a long time, and so was my wife. So we uh, both tip eggs probably a little too much. Much, yeah. But, Mostly yeah. be- because uh, that's what happens when you, in particular, when you're a waiter or waitress. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, uh, you really retain that. I, my wife uh, was a was a, my first wife was a waitress. My mother was a waitress. My sister was a waitress, and uh, so I, I'm one of those over tippers too. Especially because of that wife. I mean, she. It didn't matter how bad the service was. That's where we break. Mm-hmm. If I get bad <laughs> service, I'll go ahead and back it down a little. You know. Right. Yeah, it's you know it's funny though because I feel like I'm making a statement and shit where I'm like, this, this bitch is only getting ten percent. She was terrible, but that's like still kind of rewarding them. Like I, like if I really had balls, I'd be like, fuck you, you get zero. You should have done a better job. But I'm like, ten percent that'll teach them. Versus yeah, the yeah. twenty, I was gonna pay. Right. Then they, then they just think you're cheap. They don't know. Exactly. True. Like that's, that's what I feel like because they think, oh, he's just a bad tipper. But no, 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 I'm a good tipper. Right. <laughs> no, you fucked up. I wish I had like a card I could leave. Like, no, normally it's way more than this, but you fucked up, didn't you? Uh, but yeah, then they'd be like, that guy has a card. He's full of shit. I, there was an organization. I remember when I was a kid, I saw this somewhere on TV, uh, that, uh, a guy would go around. He started something where he thought the restaurants should really just be paying their employees. Tipping is not something that should happen. So he would leave a card saying, I'm leaving this instead of a tip. And, <laughs> <laughs> Feed your kids with that. Yeah, let, let your job pay you. you know? and, uh, I, I haven't heard much about them lately. I think tipping is just an American thing. You know, like when you, you've is. been overseas, you, know, you go to Europe, they don't really tip there. It's like 5%. You leave maybe a euro or something, half a euro. And it feels weird. Yeah. To remember to leave anything and to have it be so small. Yeah, like, I've even heard those places. I've even heard those places where people get offended. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I. I <laughs> Like, why'd you leave me a tip, asshole? Like, well, I was uh, trying to help. I don't I know. Mean, you, you did a good job. So, so what was your uh, experience of the racial background on tipping? Uh, I mean, the racial element. Because you're the black guy who tips. Obviously, mm-hmm. the implication is black people don't tip. Well, the implication is that I'm a black guy who does tip. 
Um, but I understand what you're trying to say, and it yeah. is. Well, no, I mean, like, but there be if it was the white guy who tips, well, you say, well, why is it the white guy who tips? White mm-hmm. people tip, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's but, so my inference mm-hmm. from even the name, the black guy who tips, is like sort of acknowledging that there's this thing about black people not tipping, which I didn't particularly find to be true. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say be true. The the name is almost like a the Rorschach test. Because it means different things to different, different people. Because some people will be like, yeah, because you're standing for all the black people who do tip. And it's it's symbolic. And uh, some people are like, you know, well, you're saying that there's a stereotype and you're better than everybody else because you do tip and you're separating yourself. Um, personally, when we were, well, when I was working, I didn't find that much of a, like, difference. But um, I always wondered, like, if me being black kind of tainted the pool because it's kind of like, you know, put your put your black power fist up, like yeah, brother, we're in this together. Or if it was like because I I basically stole from my company and gave black people free shit because uh, the waiters were so like horribly racist. Yeah, where they would just be like, give. I don't want to wait on those people, people Rod. Yeah, you take that I, table. So I'd be like, here's some lot. here's some pancakes, man. Here's some orange juice. Like just take that shit. Don't worry about that it. That will improve your tip average. Yeah, yeah, that, that will help. <laughs> I definitely game the system. So. I don't have a definitive answer because I rigged the fucking pool until they were like, uh, hey, um, the- hey, but you know what? Who knows? Maybe white waiters, maybe they tip the pool the other way. Even it out. Nah, fuck it. The white people are just living in that. See you when I'm ready. White people are just <laughs> living in that Saturday Night Live sketch from uh, with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> More free shit, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I found the biggest breakdown to be more along, not even like socioeconomic, mm-hmm. not even rich people, poor people. It's uh, people who uh, are families mm-hmm. and then people who are cool. Right. Yeah. Families don't tip. Yeah. Families yeah. are like, we're fucking barely making it. I got to feed these little sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> you know, why would I give you anything extra? You're not that great anyway. Uh, I'll never see you again. Yeah. Get a real job. You know, they, uh, they're the it, worst. And then the best tippers are the strippers. Strippers are great tippers. Yeah, I, I never work with strippers, but I've realized old people are terrible tipping, and smokers tip better than non-smokers. Yes, that's true. People that's that true. people they that smoke more, are more cool. empathy. They're used to just throwing money away on nothing. Yeah, and they're yeah. cool, like you said. Cool people tip better. Cool people tip better. Yeah, yeah. They, cool. they really, really do. It's a, they're more mellow. They have a, an idea of some sort of a karmic attitude or something. You know. Those people are always good. Yeah, uh, I, when you wait on strippers, they're the best because you recognize it right away. Mm-hmm. And they just throw a handful of singles. You know what I mean? To them, that's nothing. Yeah, they've been like, shaking it like all night. Crumbs. Yeah. You, the worst people that, the worst tippers to me were always teenagers. Yeah. Like, nothing worse than waiting on a table full of teenagers because, like, they don't even understand what work is at that point. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, it costs eleven ninety five. I gave you the tax. The fuck are you still waiting for? You know, it's so like, true, man. And like she said, old people too. I found them to be the worst because they. My my mom, what a, she was a waitress a lot of years of her life, over twenty five years. Wow. wow. Still thinks five dollars is her max tip on any amount of money. Right. <laughs> you like, look, it ain't nineteen seventy two. We gotta have to do that, uh, work for inflation, lady. Come on. So she doesn't eat out much, you know. Right. Do you like eighty three? You know, when you go out with her, do you like 
try to like sneak a extra some extra tip around her tip oh, you know definitely definitely, definitely. okay <laughs> definitely, yes definitely we did one time we went to my brother's restaurant he owns a restaurant it's called family tradition we've all we've been in restaurants forever mm. it's the only other job i've ever had other than comedy and wow. uh they got the whole thing for free we get the whole meal for like eight people for nothing you know because it's my brother's restaurant right. of course they give us crazy service because they want to make uh you know my brother happy they know yeah. this is his family and she would leave. I think she left like four box. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we have to like, you know, just go here, 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 you know. <laughs> like one for she each. She would think it was outlandish. She would not walk away with, with more than $10 on table. Ever. Y- you wow. know, it's because like old people have seen some shit. So like it's a little like even though i did hate waiting on them because i knew i was getting a shitty tip oh yeah i always made excuses for the old people in my mind like well they probably lived through the great depression yeah and, you know you know a, a nickel could have brought a loaf of bread when she was alive like it's ridiculous ah! but yeah they yeah, were just shitty tips. money to her fucking nephew or something you know what <laughs> I mean? to her cat married this lady in a few days <laughs> yeah it's definitely bullshit though because um old people have lived through everything so they know way more than us and they just know what kind of shit they can get away when they're old. They're like, eh, I'm only eating four dollars because fuck you, I'm dying anyway. What are you gonna do? Find me? You know? I don't think you think they know more. I don't know if they know mm. more or not. You think that's all an act? Yeah, I think it's bullshit, man. Like when people are like, that old person is racist, but it's okay because they're old. I'm like, but they survived everything. <laughs> so they, you know, it's like if they, if you watch the movie Forrest Gump at the end of two hours, you're like, wow, a lot of shit changed around Forrest Gump's life. That's old people. Like all the time. It's like you saw civil rights happen. You saw fucking, uh, the first black president and shit. Like, you know, you can't just be calling people the N word walking down the street anymore. It's, you know, it's, you know better than me. And I've only been here for like 35 years. So yeah, I just think you get to a certain point and you're like, man, fuck it. I'm 75. I've probably got like a good 10 years left. If that, I'm just going to keep being ignorant for the rest of my life because no one can stop me and they keep making excuses. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, it, it's, yeah, they're at a point where like it's been one way more of their life than it is like going to be for the rest of their life you know so if they figure like well the first 50 years it was this mm-hmm. then uh you know they don't really jump and these changes are so gradual i think the older you get the more you the more you're kind of tuned out on the like finer points of social change for some reason it's just as you know you're like oh I'm kind of running out the clock here anyway. Right. And that's how society changes is all these, the deadwood gets trimmed off. And then like, well, now it's only people who have been around for this amount of time. And, and, I mean. and even like, and also who they believe, well, they know, they don't just believe, they know how little impact their attitude has on society because everything's changed around them. It doesn't really matter what the fuck they think. So they're like, if I want to think some <laughs> bullshit, who cares? Like, yeah, you have become superfluous. So, right, you know, yeah. say whatever you want. It's not going to be too much longer. So I'm just like, 50 cent on a tip? Fuck it. Whatever, old oh, person. Oh, yeah, they're like, real good at that. I know you know that it's not 4% anymore or whatever. You but just we're don't on care. a fixed income and uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, our medications. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you just go over to her like, uh, bitch, this is only a dollar. And then she's just like, are you my son? And you're like, oh, never mind. I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to insult you, Grandma. Speaking of my parents, no, I did. I saw them uh, just over this weekend. I, I took my uh, girlfriend down to Atlanta. We were doing a series of, um, wow, these were big shows, man. I got to tell you, it was at the Laughing Skull Comedy Club in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of the best comedy clubs in the country. 
uh, I don't know if you guys are fans of live comedy, but it's just a, a, a great place. So over the festival last year, uh, or actually last March in the spring, we took down this show, a nearly naked lady hour. Mm-hmm. And um, during the show, uh, you know, we had Vicky Bad come down. She puts up a pole. Uh, she's a pole dancer. She uh, is um, up and down on that thing. And then we also have, um, you know, comedians, obviously. And then, you know, Vicky would come out and do various things. At one point, she had a... I guess it was a donkey, uh, donkey ears and donkey teeth uh, wow. in, you know, and she has shoes on her hands and she's walking around the stage on them. And, uh, you know, we had done a bit earlier about a woman in, in Tampa who, you know, had bitten this guy's dick off uh, or tried wow. to bite it off. Anyway, I mean, she mm. was charged with attempted first degree murder. Uh, just a real a woman looked like Mike Tyson. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so she, this was in a, a, at a hotel down in Florida where shit like this happens and nobody even pays attention. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she, you know, ecstasy, beer and all that stuff. So this guy, uh, you know, was, was nearly killed by her. And I did a bit about that earlier in the show. What I know this is a convoluted thing. No, that's so, fine. At the, so at the end, uh, you know, Vicky is dressed up as a donkey. She's all over the stage. I'm sort of like slapping her ass and stuff, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> Then we do a thing where it looks like she's filleting me, but then, you know, she has a blood capsule. She bites it and bit my dick off. (laughs) And when I turn around and she turns around with the blood running down her mouth and her arms in the air, it is, uh, it it is, uh, it's nuts. I mean, the crowd goes crazy. (laughs) Literally nuts. They love it. They absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Um, Hold on. Can I, can I take a break here? Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I got to take about a two-minute break. All right, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. It's cool. Really sorry about that. No, it's fine. Go go ahead. We, we got you. Uh, maybe I could put up a, uh, a, you know, this is Michael <laughs> Che right here. <laughs> you guys can look at that. All right. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Michael. Be right back. Thanks so much for joining the show, uh, Michael Che. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, what's funny about that is uh, I think we covered that story, Karen. I think we the, did. The whole... Um, the nut, the uh, the the dick biting off woman, and she did look insane. Like crazy, uh, she was homeless, which does make you wonder, beg the question: What person, what sane person, could have looked at her and said, "I want to put my dick in her mouth"? Ain't that the truth? You know, like some people just have that untrustworthy face mm-hmm. already. And, you know, that crazy, unpredictable. Yeah, she got that, I'm about to your dick off face. Yeah, she had a look that said, I bite dicks off uh, so, uh, from time to time. Yeah. Uh, this is a thing that happens. Uh, and no matter how, like, low price that blowjob could possibly be. Ain't like that the truth. You know, it's like a sale on eBay where you're just like, I know this is too good to, to be, be true. true. Uh, I, I think I'm going to have to to just pass, pass on this dick because it. You know what are the, what are the real implications of me accepting this blowjob, man? Right, like it won't be shocked. Like like it's almost like when the cops show up and then they look at her face, they would just go, "Come on, buddy, now come that, on, you should have known." Yeah, this is your it's, this is your fault. You that's a lady who bites dicks off. Like if I've ever seen one, uh, bad salts involved or not, that's a lady who's biting a dick for sure. Probably not the first time. I guarantee you it's not. Yeah, repeat it. It might have been the first time she succeeded at biting the whole dick off. <laughs> right. But that ain't the first time she done scathed, the nipped, the chewed, the gnawed <laughs> on the dick. Right. It's like dick roulette is what you're playing when you put your dick in her mouth. Mm. It's just uh, rolling the dice. Yeah, you may or may not get your dick out when you remove it. 
yeah the worst part would be if it was like a really good blowjob up until that point because you probably start believing like you know what man this is a good decision it only cost me a dollar and 73 cent <laughs> and i'm gonna get my rocks off mm-mm, and uh mm-mm. next thing you know your dick's mm-mm. flopping on the ground go go ahead and pay the 25 dollars or 50 dollars per blow job i don't right. i don't know what the running prices are you know right now for the hookers and hoes you know hookers right. and hoes let us know you know if you're out there <laughs> what what your running prices are but you know they are higher for a reason you <laughs> at the end of it you will have a dick you won't put like this. At right. the end of it, you'll be happy. Mm. She'll have cum in her mouth and not your penis. It sounds like a freemium blowjob. Like, you know how you oh. buy you buy an app in the app store and you play the game and then eventually it's like, hey, give us extra, like, 45 cents per item or whatever. Or you want to you want an extra life, here's another dollar. It feels like maybe that was the kind of her blowjob negotiating status. Like, that's how she did it. It was like, my strategy is I start sucking the dick, and then halfway through, I'm like, I will bite your dick off if I can't get an extra $5. That, honey, that ain't, mm, that you know? is not worth it. Gentlemen, like right, my husband said, your dick is not your friend. <laughs> so please be aware, if her prices are, like, um, really, really cheap mm-hmm. prices, say no. Right. This is like, uh, well, um, you only pay for half a blowjob, and any part of the dick left in my mouth is mine now. Oh, so, oh, so, 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 so is Biter's Keepers? <laughs> right. It's What's vit- going on here? Yeah, Biter's Keepers. Yeah, uh, if I close my mouth and it's in his mind now. Obviously, Loser's Bleeders. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and I don't even know how, like, how does that guy rehab his dick after that, too? That's got to be some type of, like, long, lifelong story. They should probably make, like, a movie about it. He's got to rehab his whole emotional life after that. You know? <laughs> like, how will he ever trust again? <laughs> yeah, yes. How how would I ever trust the woman's lips again? <laughs> yeah, just give up uh, oral sex forever. You know, right. I mean, like at, at least like we got to do a sixty nine. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, I got to have some recourse. <laughs> but you're right about that woman, man. She, you can look at her and go, that woman is going to eat my dick. Right. She's a dick eating woman. That woman ate three dicks for breakfast this morning. You know? <laughs> yes. She, she she crumbled it up and sprinkled it over her frosted flakes. <laughs> <laughs> so you you started that story by saying your parent you went to see your parents. Now were your parents at this show with the dick biting thing or no? No no no. You see, this was way back in uh, uh, when we did the festival back in March mm. uh, or May or whenever the fuck it was. It was, uh, but they have a, a festival there, Laughing Skull. Now, based on that show, they said we'll come back and do a weekend of these. Mm. Well, in the meantime, and here's a picture of that, by the way. This is what I was looking for. If you follow me on Instagram, you've already seen this. Oh, I saw it on on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. I was that's, wondering what know, happened. Yeah, that's me right there. And as you can see, <laughs> screaming in pain to the amusement of the drummer. And then here's Vicky. And she uh, is nearly naked. And, yeah, she's on her knees there in a, you know, in an outfit. Uh, she, she was great. Uh, but she quit. She's like, I'm not doing it anymore. She went straight. She's not what? even like supposedly uh, stripping or whatever anymore. You know. So what do you do? Oh. Like, do you go find some like put out a Craigslist ad? Like, what do you do now? What are you, man? You are brilliant. That's the first thing I did. Mm-hmm. I got my uh, actually, I got my girlfriend. I said, look, uh, here's the, what we're gonna do. A lot of people have complained about the show being misogynist for some reason. Yeah, who knows? I personally think think that if you don't like a show, just don't go see it. Yes, and, uh, laughs I, and titties. 
has a right to exist, you know, and just shut up and live your life, you know. You know, those ladies are all cunts anyway. Which ones? The people that don't like the show. Oh, I think that any, anybody who... <laughs> if you don't like the show, that's one thing. Right. If you don't think the show should exist, that's another thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I agree. Like, sometimes I don't complain about it, whatever. You very seldom, you know, we had one lady. Well, here's what we did. I said, mm-hmm. look, I want you to curate a show, my girlfriend, right? She's a lot younger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, women's studies major. So I'm in the enemy, basically, you know, mm-hmm. uh, around 40-ish uh, white guy. Uh, <laughs> they hate those people, you know. Right, yeah. I'm, it's it's, it's pretty much what the class is structured around. Civilization, you know. Right. So uh, <laughs> they, uh, you know, I said, put together something that nobody will complain about. So and I said, basically, what I'm going to do is tell you what kind of show to do, and then you put it in woman speak. Because I never knew, I knew there wasn't a problem with the show. It's mm-hmm. just they don't like the way I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They just don't want me having any fun. Right. So I say, so, so I say, here's what I want. I want regular girls uh, on stage in their regular underwear. I want them to come out in their regular clothes, just mm-hmm. whatever they would wear to work or yoga or whatever. Strip it off unceremoniously in front of everyone and tell a vulnerable story about their sex life. Okay. Mm. That's different. And, uh, she managed to, to make all that happen and to convince them it was empowering. Okay. You know, that's uh, and, one way to uh, do it. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think in a way it is empowering, you know, because mm-hmm. like, uh, they, they definitely have the attention of the entire audience. These are not like always professional entertainers. Yeah. Nobody would otherwise listen to what they have to say. Uh, in, in order to be heard, they have to be in their underwear. There's an irony to that. Mm-hmm. But it's also like a stripped down, vulnerable state. It's basically the moth meets amateur porn. <laughs> it's good. It's also good for a good environment for stand up anyway, because what is stand up if not going on stage and kind of bearing, you know, it your all. virtual your virtual self to the audience and letting them see your vulnerabilities and weaknesses and, and kind of laugh with you. Exactly. And the comedians kill in that environment, too, because people are very open to it. They're sort of, in a way, like relieved of the tension of not having because these girls, there's a little bit of like they always kind of look around a little bit like, is this OK? You know, and then mm-hmm. they, they take off what they're going to take off. And they just it's it's a moment, you know, yeah. The, yeah. the audience gasps a little bit like we and, you know, of course, my girlfriend, Christy Mayer, as the curator of the show or whatever, you know, participated in it. So she was in her underwear. Wow. So, yeah, which was neat, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, you don't really see it. And, and, you know, I was instructing her to, like, you know, go out into the showroom and walk around where the tables are and, you know, let people look at you and be startled by the fact that this is happening. So it ends up turning the whole show into kind of like a Playboy Mansion kind of thing almost, except for amateur <laughs> porn girls. Right. You now, know, is, her, underwear. is her embarrassing sex story about you? Her embarrassing sex story. Yeah, because you said people go up there and they tell a, a like a, a story about their like yeah. embarrassing sexual experience uh, or something. It's hers never, about you. There's never been any embarrassment associated with our sex. Okay, okay. Uh, except by except my embarrassment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been embarrassed multiple times. <laughs> She's always been good. Right. I right. forget what what she talked about was, uh, and, and, and you know, if these women have anything to say, we sort of just, I mean, like, they don't yeah. have to be, it doesn't have to be sexual stories. One woman, okay. one woman, told, uh, actually, she was like 19, 20, 21 years old, something like that, really young, cute girl, told a story about how her dad uh, sewed his fingers back on after they were cut <laughs> off by an axe in an accident. And then she would, like, sing a verse about it. And see, wow. we also have music going on at the same time as these women are talking. So we kind of float their stories along. 
you know, we punctuate it. Like I'm playing keys and, and there's a, I started playing keys a little bit and, and there's a guy playing a bass and, and drums or guitar, whatever. Here's how we get the musicians. We say, the guy says, well, I, I, the guy who's putting it together for the club, I said, can you get me a, a band? And he goes, well, it would help to have a budget. I said, well, yeah, I bet it would. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so we're going to do like, uh, you know, they can do alcohol. They have, you know, they'll have a tab at the club and stuff. Uh, you know, but I, I said, he goes, well, I'm asking people to take off work for this. I said, nobody should take off work for this. <laughs> nobody should miss anything. And I want guys who have nothing else to do who are not, you know, going to be like, hey, where's my money? Because, like, people who don't think they deserve to be paid to pay to play music right. have nothing better to do, want to look at girls in their underwear and drink a couple of beers and maybe get stoned. And uh, damned if you didn't find the perfect guys. Yeah, well, I assume they act that around. Anybody else is too good. Right. I can't play with anybody better than that. And you don't... <laughs> I want the most random. These are I've never even played with these guys. Some of them, you know, they've played with each other, whatever, you know, and they're just like, man, this is great. Can I do this every night? Can I do this every show? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And now, then, you uh, say, you said play, like you, you play an instrument, man? Yeah, I have a, a, a little bit of background in a piano. I, uh, you know, had lessons when I was a kid. So, and, uh, so is that you on uh, Goodbye Forever Fatty and the breaks? No, it isn't. Okay, it's okay. Uh, my nephew, uh, and I think, uh, I think, yeah, you know what? My nephew, uh, Alex Mizell, is the guy who mixed that, okay. and he came up with the music. Okay, okay. And it's, uh, I, I, you know what? It's been so long since I listened to that, but there's quite a bit of it on there, isn't there? Now that yeah. I think about it, yeah, uh, yeah. I thought I thought he did a really good job with that. I try, you know, I submit my new CD is called King of Clubs, mm -hmm. and I tried, and I think that there's some crossover material. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. Full disclosure: I've never listened to this new CD, not once. <laughs> now, why why have you not listened to it? Well, I was angry about it oh. because you know, like we said, we're gonna. You know, I want to mix the copy of this myself. I want to mix the CD, and and so he goes, okay. And so I hired my nephew to do this. We spent you know eleven hundred dollars on him or something, you know, uh, to to do this thing. And uh, he flew up here to New York, and you know, we worked on it. And then, like, after that, I still took it and kind of broke it apart even more. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to, like, only have new material on it. And so when you hear it, I guess it, it must have sounded a little jerky because I would have some pretty quick fades and some pretty quick fade ends and some music and parts that I added. And the guy who, who I did it for, Arnie, at uh, Laughing Hyena Records, uh, purveyors of fine comedy. Fulton <laughs> loves travel centers all over the Midwest. Right. Uh, he, he says if I uh, he says if I release this, my clientele think he, he's really old and rich. And if I release this, well, they'll think uh, they'll they'll think that it's broken. Mm. <laughs> he said the CD was mixed so badly, wow. people would think that it was defective and want to return it. And I said, "Wow, well, okay. I guess then we don't want to go with that." Yeah. So I never listened to it, uh, oh. but I thought it was a I thought it was a great mix. And I'll even send it to you if you want. Well, I've 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 it's it's actually on Spotify. So I've what I, is? your the King of Clubs is mm -hmm. on Spotify. No, no, no. I'm talking about my mix. Oh, your yeah. Okay, yes. hell yeah. Um, he rejected that he, that he said is just unusable. And then we'll let wow. you be the judge if it's broken or not. Hell yeah, I'd love to do that. Yes, thank you, sweetie. Um, I will email you. Uh, you need my physical address. I will email no, you. I mean, I'm I'm being completely insincere, but oh. let's say in, in theory, <laughs> I would do that. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
But yeah, um, give me your physical address, and I'll and I'll uh, you know, I'll, and I'll get you one. It's um, and I'll sign it for you. Hell yeah! <laughs> I, 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 the thing is, I like King of Clubs um, because it was new Pat Dixon jokes. I didn't mm-hmm. give a fuck. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, okay, yeah, that that joke did repeat. Whatever. Next track, let's go. So uh, well, yeah, it, and it is new anyway. It's a new recording, and there's always a new take, right? Yes. Yeah. And also, I noticed you added this uh, this woo thing after uh, some of the jokes. Where did that come from? Adderall. Oh, okay. It was a combination of Adderall and marijuana. <laughs> I, I I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I I do that sometimes when I talk to people. Like, you know, I, it, it felt good, and and I went through a period where I was trying to self-identify as a black person a little bit. Okay. <laughs> And I'll tell you, the root of that was I've always been, I told you I play piano. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jerry Lee Lewis, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what really got me interested in playing because I thought, here is, you know, one of the true kings of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Married his 13-year-old cousin. Murdered one of his wives. Mm-hmm. Uh, she died mysteriously, uh, strangling on covers. Yeah. She, she got choked by the covers somehow. That happens all the time. <laughs> They're deadly. Yeah, you gotta know? be careful. And then he paid for a private uh, autopsy, you know. So that's pretty, that's obviously he had nothing to hide. But (laughs) he plays the piano so good that he gets away with it. I just always thought he was a hero. Yeah. And I see, uh, you know, uh, and and, and I remember the image that they had in that uh, that movie was uh, they had a black guy playing a piano. He's playing a whole lot of shaking going on. In an early scene in the movie, Jerry Lee Lewis is a boy. He's with Jimmy Swaggart. Mm-hmm. And they're looking through a window, this honky-tonk. But it's not a honky-tonk. It's in the uh, the black quarter or whatever. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those kind of... Juke you know, joints. A, a juke joint. That's what yes. it is. Yeah, thank you. And uh, so uh, the guy, there's an old guy playing the piano, you know, and it's a, a slow, like, bluesy version. Like the Big Mama Thornton version, a whole lot of shaking. Yes. And, and then at one point... Uh, like the, like Jerry Lee Lewis, he snuck through the window. He sits next to the piano player, and you see that the piano player's moved his hand. Jerry Lee Lewis is playing the the the, the part up here, and the black hand playing the bass part. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I thought that was poignant. And then, uh, but then recently, I uh, maybe in the last year and a half, I saw um, Little Richard doing a whole lot of shaking, mm-hmm. and uh, he butt fucks that song. You know, <laughs> and uh, I've never seen anything like it. Please look at that clip on YouTube. Uh, All right. Of, of of and I mean, like it's it's on something. It's on one of those like uh, British shows or something. You know. <laughs> okay. And he just he just goes nuts. It's a black and white clip. He's young little Richard. He jumps up on top of the piano. He's I mean you know his performance of that song is it redefined it for me. And I go well that's what it's about. Mm. I said, that's what it's about. So that's what I want to be. I want to, <laughs> and I said, found it doesn't necessarily work that way. <laughs> so is so does that but, mean? You know what? I've, but I've gained I've gained some humility through the whole experience. You know, I, re- I really have. So does that mean your your woo between jokes is really supposed to be like woo between jokes? because yeah, well, <laughs> that's how Little Richard would do that. Oh yeah, yeah. That is how, how I've, I've I've since mellowed it to kind of a mm, yeah like that. Yeah, I love that man. That's Transition. awesome. But it's uh, it's something to just you know make it appear that I'm in a good mood. Uh, okay. 
know, sometimes you just got to convince yourself. You know, you fake it till you make it. And uh, if they jump on board, it's great. And if they don't, you're just a crazy person. You know, woo. Mm-hmm. I, I like it, um, particularly when the uh, one lady got mad uh, during the um, set. Um, she felt like I guess some of the material was misogynistic. And then I, I felt that the woo yeah was really uh, really appropriate at that time. I, I enjoyed it so. Oh um, man, I got to listen to this thing. It sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Before we get you out of here, man, I got a couple more questions. Um, number one, uh, how'd you come up with the idea for the NYC Crime Report? You know, uh, I uh, I was a journalism major in the '90s, print journalism. Nobody's supposed to major in print journalism in the 90s, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like the internet's coming, broadcasts. I'm like, no, fuck it, newspapers, you know? Uh, and I never even liked newspapers. Um, so I, I never, until I moved to New York City and I read the Daily News and I read the New York Post. And these are newspapers that are not fucking boring to read. I mean, they focus on the details that you want to know about, you know? Like, how bloody was it? Uh, right. How, what, tell me about the, the sinister sneer on the guy's face, you know? And, and, and the way he growled out after his uh, arraignment, you know, and, and, and I want to hear about the garments and the underwear and and, and you know, who, who got, uh, uh, you know, the top of their head cut off and how much of it was cut off. And they don't really cover that shit, right. you know, in USA Today. Mm-mm. And there's also so much crazy crime going on in New York. And so I was reading this stuff going, man, well, this is this is the news. But this is this is why isn't anybody talking about this? I just felt like it was such a great topic because, like, you, I would bring this up to people. There was a spree killer in New York City in February a couple of years ago, uh, Maxim Gelman. And if you listen to the show, you know about all that. Mm-hmm. Killed a few people, gets taken down on the subway. People in the city were like, what are you talking about? Like, they didn't yeah. hear about it. This happened in their town. Wow. In their town, spree killer. And, and you know, since then, uh, Joe Lozito, who took, took him down on the train and everything, has been trying to sue the cops, and it's an ongoing story. A lot of people know about it, but a lot of people don't. Right. Uh, and I, when I read, when I, I said, though, this is a movie. This sounds so cinematic. And I said, this is what I want to talk about. And I brought it up to um, a guy, uh, you know, Marcus Parks. Mm-hmm. And the, before I had the sentence out of my mouth, he was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. It's, okay. I mean, it's brilliant, dude. Yes, like, it is. It was one of those shows when I first heard it, I was like, this can go on forever. Ever. Cause it's so good. I, I can't like, believe this is no better than the real news. I literally right. listen going, let's see what happened in New York today. Right. Play. And you guys cover like the story even after like the people are incarcerated. Yes. When they're going to like trial for a pill, when they're like what their jail stay is like. And a lot of times that's the shit that, mo- you know, the newspapers like bad guy got caught. That's the end. That's the end. And uh, it's, I like tuning in just to hear you guys bring up those details that don't get covered most of the time. Yeah, and to go into them and like really discuss it and like they, they drag this out and and, uh, and and stories of people's lives is very to me it's interesting and and we the, those ongoing things are the best because you feel like you get to know these characters too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who don't live in New York are like, well, they know what Bloomberg's like or they know what uh, Ray Kelly's like now or you know what, just just kind of like what it's like uh, to get around on the trains and everything. And so we revisit these topics over and over again, and it kind of brings New York into focus because we're not New Yorkers. I mean, you mm-hmm. know. Marcus is from Texas. So I'm from Tennessee. Uh, you know, we don't really. If you are a New Yorker, a lot of these things you just take for granted anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in a way, we're not these like you know jaded New York people. We're kind of these wide-eyed sort of like you know what the fuck is going on here kind of people. You know, I mean, we're just guys who read the paper and talk about it. So, but it's important when you say it. It's like the real news, or better than the real news. It is. We do truly report everything we report is true. 
Mm-hmm. We don't ever like make anything up. There's no like fun, amusing, like fake news stories or anything. It's all real. It's all true, to the best of our knowledge. Right. Uh, as as we you know basically we're reporting on the news itself. So, to me, you know, like when you when you because that's what tells the story too in the post. It's the shit they the way they say shit. Yes. The way they say. Oh, I, I got a you know a felon, uh, an ex-con with a rap list as long as your arm was murdered today in in the Bronx. Oh fuck! Well, we don't have to care about him, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but if it's a mother of two was gunned down in Bedside, then you, ooh, you know, then that's that brings out the you know they just report it. It's it's interesting how they do things. So where is Detective Reynolds, man? That's a good question. I don't know. That was my uh, dude, man. Yes. I like him. I love him, man. I went through the, our last few uh, texts before that just kind of dried up uh, about a, what, a year and a half ago or a year. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how long ago it was. And, and I, yeah, you have sometimes you save your history. You don't really think about it. And I was like, hey, you want to do the show? And the last couple of conversations, two or three conversations, were all the same. You want to do the show? Yeah, I'll be there. And then him texting saying, sorry, I didn't make it. And me going, don't worry about it. It's cool. Uh, and was, and all of them are like, yes. And then it just kind of like, uh, I said, well, I'm not going to keep booking him if he's not showing up. I guess he doesn't want to be on the show. Uh, my guest would be heroin. Okay. All right. Sounds, sounds more <laughs> plausible. And if he doesn't come on the show and refute it, I'm going with that story. Yeah. <laughs> he became a junkie. Yes. And yes. how how small is the room, man? Because you guys always say the world's smallest room. Smallest room in New York City. Yeah, and, there are, and it is the city of small rooms. I, it's it's indescribable how small the room is. <laughs> are you guys standing or sitting? It's. I mean, we're sitting, but <laughs> just trust me. Uh, it's. I, I, I. You'll have to use your own imagination. Okay. It's embarrassingly small. All right, and last question: <laughs> What is Marcus Parks like? Because I feel like. Marcus Parks is on every single podcast mm-hmm. for the Cave Comedy Radio, so he must be like a podcast junkie or something. Well, I'm going to peel back the curtain on Cave Comedy Radio here, and um, this is going to be probably kind of a disappointment, but uh, Marcus Parks is just a pseudonym we use for like four guys. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah, had no like, idea. Several different guys, and we just call him Marcus Parks, uh, just for simplicity, you know, mm. because one day it'll be one, one day it'll be the other. They sound very similar. No one seems to notice. <laughs> we... like, are you bullshitting me? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Marcus. <laughs> it seems like that. He's, uh, Marcus is, uh, bipolar and, uh, hardworking, and, and I think he's a little crazy. Mm. And he's one of those guys who you can always get a smile out of him, you know, and he's always like a lot of eye contact, look you directly in the eye the whole time you're talking to him. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be some sort of legend, I guess. Well, he's, al- he's already uh, interacting with all my favorite comedians and getting them on podcasts, so he's uh, already a legend in my eyes. But uh, yeah, yeah, and all that stuff is true. All that with the bones and all that. I mean, he's got a, he's got a, a few weird hobbies. You know, uh, but the greatest dude, just the greatest dude, just does everything he says he's going to do, and and he does it when he says he's going to do it, and he never complains, and he makes everything. He, in fact, he just, you know, why we he might have saved my ass because uh, I get a text from him today, mm-hmm. and it says, "Hey, because uh, because I'd had an idea." He says, "I don't know about this Avanti thing." He goes, "I don't want to piss off the neighborhood, you know, because it's right in Long Island City." Are you are you aware of this Avanti uh, Aquindo? No, what is that? Well, there's a guy here, uh, a kid who, uh, you know, went missing, 
and um, he's been missing since October 4th. There's oh. signs, an unprecedented number of signs. You follow my Instagram? Yes. You see those occasionally it'll come across like one of these, like, we're looking for Avanti. It's just this poster. Mm-hmm. I kind of have this, like, running theme in that. Uh, but after a while, you're like, all right, missing kid. He must be dead by now. Why are you guys still showing these posters? Ray, they asked Ray Kelly, they're like, so what's the deal? And, and, you know, and he goes, well, we're he's probably dead. <laughs> and then he oh, damn. To no the parents thing. and everything. Uh, so I said, well, you know, why don't we do this? Let's have Avanti on the show. And so uh, I got Trey Galleon, who I don't know if you know Trey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To play the part, to play the part of Avanti. Yeah. So he was Avanti. And uh, say, hey, Avanti. Hey, what's up? Eh, what have you been doing? Oh, you know, just been around. And we did the whole episode like that. And and as the episode kind of went on, Avanti was sort of a prick, you know. <laughs> like, Jesus, Avanti, you're just you're just a just an unbearable young man. Uh, and and anyway, so we kind of get into it with Avanti, you know, and then end up kind of throwing him off the show. So uh, here's what here's, I get this from him today. So I'm not sure about this Avanti thing. <laughs> <laughs> Because we don't go live like you. We right, don't have that right. kind of, you know, guts, right? <laughs> so, or, you know, I, I'd rather have the edit. You know, I say too much dumb shit. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's risking, he says, is it risking pissing people off too much for not enough gain? Just worried about pissing off the locals since it's an LIC thing. Ah. And I said, yep, all right, you know, you caught it. He's He, he catches shit like that, you know, uh, and uh, I appreciate it. So he's going to go through. And take out all that Avanti stuff oh. and preserve the rest of the episode. Uh, you know, I make a lot of work for Marcus. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? It's kind of good, though, because I do want you to stick around, Pat. I'm a fan, and I would like for you yes, to keep, big uh, keep doing comedy. And I feel like if you cross that kind of line, maybe uh, they'll be, like, reading about you on the crime report. Like, comedian killed uh, walking down the street for no reason. Um. Yeah, you know what? People do get angry about shit like that, don't they? I, yeah. This show that I told you, we did this in Atlanta, all these, you know, women who would come up and do this underwear stuff, just mm-hmm. like I said. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, Chrissy uh, was down there in the audience and, and she was wearing like a shirt, like a waitress, you know, and she was like, had a tray and stuff. And so that was the plan. I said, go down there, do that, and then just put your tray down and just take your shirt off, you know? <laughs> and she did. And I said, and then just kind of act, act like a waitress, sort of like you're checking and walk off. And it was this, I had her do that during my set, and I'm like, well, that was a mistake. <laughs> well, once that happened, it's like, that's it. There's like, what joke? What's going on here? You know? And then the environmental <laughs> gorilla theater has taken over, and uh, you can't compete with with live tits in the front row. Yeah, man. That is, uh, yeah, that's a little bit more attention grabbing than But uh, I had a, a radical lesbian get angry with me. Uh, uh, some, uh, no, uh, I said lesbian. I meant feminist. I, I okay. use those like they're interchangeable. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, that's not the same. That's, and, that, and I know that now. <laughs> so, uh, she uh, she said to me uh, she 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 had some problem with some joke that I did. And this is a woman. Uh, you know, she she says, "Well, you're you did this fingering thing." I, I have some joke about where I'm talking about fingering, and you know. I don't pretend it's high concept or, or great or anything, mm-hmm. you know, but whatever. People laugh at it. And uh, she says, oh, so I got a problem that I'm like, you know, you walked on stage on my show with a dildo in your hand calling yourself Pussy General. That's who this woman is, you know, <laughs> right. and you have a problem with a fingering joke. 
said, I don't, I can't, I don't care what you think. And she goes, well, you just seem kind of cheeseball. And I'm like, look, I, I have a show called Nearly Naked Lady Hour. <laughs> we close with the Jeffersons theme. Yeah, I'm a cheeseball. <laughs> you know, how can I care? And so, so like the next night, she comes back with all this attitude, and and she was trying to persuade Chrissy, my girlfriend, who was kind of like running the show with me, to go. She goes, "Okay, I need support from you. I need. I don't understand what kind of feminist you are that you're with this guy." And Chrissy's like, "Are you fucking nuts? Like, I want you to hug me before my set, you know." And so she's trying to enact the sisterhood and everything. Oh. And I was like, "Ah, oh, shit." So like, is there a problem? Is everything all right? And she goes, "Well, I thought this was a radical lesbian show." <laughs> and there was about date rape on a radical lesbian show. Wow. And I was like, all right, well, uh, so you're not behind the show. Uh, and she goes, well, and I thought you uh, were a transgender, a woman to man transgender. I, I thought you'd had surgery or something. Whoa. I was like, that you thought I was that? And I wasn't even offended. I was just like, well. Where'd you get I it from? What gave you that impression? You know, and she's yeah. just like, um. It was, she wasn't expecting that, you know. She thought I was just going to like go nuts and make a couple of, uh, you know, over the top statements or whatever. Like I'm supposed to. It's a straight white guy, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a straight white guy. I'm supposed to start saying faggot at that point. Right. right? Play right into her hands. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I don't know why. What gave you that impression? And she goes, well, um, you know, just short hair. Your name's Pat. <laughs> so short like sure for Patty. Illusion. <laughs> Apparently she has watched a lot of Saturday Night Live to get that. Yeah, so I was just like, that's nuts. <laughs> a lot but, of short haired oh, guys named Pat at the city, man. <laughs> I excused her, uh, you know, from the show. I'm like, then we don't, we just go get your stuff while I'll go talk to the girls. I'm like, you don't need to talk to the girls. So she goes back into the green room to get her stuff, throws this huge fucking fit. Wow. Screaming at me. I don't know what kind of feminist you think you are to my girlfriend. And then like saying the same, guys, guys. You know, she's trying to get all like fucking. Uh, what do you what do you call get it? The Who's troops a, together. A, she's like Jerry Maguire. We're all gonna walk out or something, and yeah. these other girls are just like, "Yeah, we're trying to win a trip to New York. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're giving away a trip to New York that night." And so they're just like, "No." It's like uh-huh. the uh, it's like the last scene in Jerry Maguire, or whatever, when he's leaving that office, and he's like, "Who's coming with me?" And everybody's like, "Not us." Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm gonna stay Jerry here. Maguire, and, so, and I and I even said, I was like, "Hey, girls." Anybody who feels like she does, please, you are perfectly free to leave. No, I mean, no judgment. Do what you got to do. Right. If you're having these difficulties and they just sat there, wow, that was a satisfying moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. There's a lot more people on um, the side of the line that is, quote, unquote, over the line mm-hmm. of political correctness or, you know, general sensibilities mm-hmm. than people want to admit, man. It's why yeah. you can't. It's why when they were like. Hey, we want to pass a law to get rid of porn, and I'm the like, lo- no. The lawyer just had to go to court and be like, uh, "Let's look at everybody's, uh, you know, uh, everybody's uh, internet history and uh, what movies they're watching on Showtime." And everybody's like, "Okay, well, don't get rid of the porn," you know. <laughs> so that's what I think happened. But Pat, man, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you, sweetie. Um, make sure you guys check them out, man. New York City Crime Report is uh, hilarious. It is. Uh, if you enjoy us doing the guest array stories that we do every episode. You guys will love uh, New York City Crime Report, man, because they really get into the minutia uh, of some story, some good crime. Yes. And uh, follow them on Twitter at Pat Dixon and uh, comedian Pat Dixon's website. Do you have any like shows or anything you want to plug to? Well, I mean, uh, for anybody who's here in New York City, you can see me hosting at the Comic Strip Live tonight, uh, and you can also see me, uh, you know, just you'll see my schedule at, at, at patdixonnyc.com. 
But the thing I'd really like you to do, go to Instagram right now, sign up if you're not on it, follow Pat Dixon NYC. I, that's what I'm. That that's the the truest way uh, to uh, to probably enjoy what I'm doing right now, and uh, a lot of other stuff in the works. Uh, I appreciate the uh, the visit, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. You got to come back one day and play some guests the race with, with us, us, man. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anytime. All right, guys. Um, thank you so much, Pat. And uh, boom, we're out of here. Uh, Karen, you ready to get into some? Uh, some other stories here mm-hmm. all right well this is the blackout tips podcast obviously you guys should know about now but you can find it at the blackouttips.com or itunes stitcher podomatic however you listen to podcasts just search the black guy who tips uh the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme mm-hmm. and uh like i said man we got a bunch of stories a bunch of shit happened today yes, i was sitting did. at home and i was just like man what's going on with the world did you know karen the Supreme Court is facing, uh, they picked up, they decided to pick up another case that might affect, uh, the Affordable Health Care Act. Okay. Apparently, um, a couple years ago, they had the decision where they decided you could have personhood, quote unquote, for corporations. Uh, it was mostly designed, uh, as like a lobbying tool where, um, corporations could now give any amount of money to different political candidates. And they were saying, Hey, that's the same as a person giving money. Mm-hmm. Um, because a corporation is kind of like a person. No, it's not, but yeah. Well, uh, the affordable healthcare act passed. Mm-hmm. They wrote in some loopholes where religious organizations are not forced to give contraception or, uh, to, uh, to have insurance that gives contraception to the the women who work there and stuff like that. But they didn't say like if a employer, like just a corporation decided, Hey, I'm religious and this against my religion to provide contraceptives for the people who work for me. There's no loophole for that. Right? And there should not be. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there should be, you know, um, I don't think a corporation is a person. Well, no. Hobby Lobby, uh, is a chain of craft stores that plays religious music for shoppers, provide employees free spiritual counseling, and closes down every Sunday. Well, they're fighting tooth and nail to avoid providing their employees with the comprehensive reproduction health care required under Obama's administration, administration's health care reforms, because they argue allowing women to determine if and what kind of birth control to use is a violation of its religious beliefs. <clears throat> beliefs. Uh, as the New York Times notes, a federal appeal court agreed with Hobby Lobby on the issue, and now the Supreme Court on Tuesday will decide whether or not to hear the Obama administration's appeal of that decision. Apparently, they are going to hear it. So uh, this could be pretty crucial. I'm assuming a lot more corporations will become religious after this to avoid uh, following the law um of the land here providing health care for people which is really weird that you know this religion like the way religion's going to manifest itself is in how we cannot cover people's health care come on now and my thing about it and the thing that really upsets me you go fuck women Mm-hmm. There's nobody saying we're, we're, we're not covering prostate exams. Mm-hmm. I don't mean no harm. There's nobody not, not coming, come, coming and, and, and saying we're not covering, uh, certain things for men. All these things are targeted towards women. Right. You would think that going, uh, a prostate exam probably would be against some religions because you have to go into the butthole to check. And, but, uh, and, and, and no religion has a problem with that. That's, the, and that's my problem is, 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 is the thing about it. When, 
the problem I have with it is that when you bring this up, it's always targeted at women. Mm-hmm. What makes you think you have the right as a corporation to determine if I can be on birth control or not? If again, I'm gonna have to come out of my pocket for shit that you don't cover. So, 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 so that means like, um, I know under the under the thing now, you can go and like your annuals are covered. So, does that mean if I work for your company and I go, my annual is not covered now? Right. Not just that, but you're a pro, you're a for profit organization. organization. You're not a religious entity just because. Like you can't, it's not like these people can go, well, we're now we're tax exempt because Chick-fil-A closes on Sundays. It's just like a church. Like, no, no, you still take the money and you pocket the profits. I mean, it's how you make your money. Is that fair? You, you know? know? And, and, and to me, it is not. And, mm-hmm. and that's the, I think that's the biggest issue that I, I, I have with a lot of this because regardless of what your religion is or whatever that may be, who are you to tell me what you will and will not cover when it comes to my my personal health care? No court has ever found a for-profit company to be a religious organization for the purposes of federal law. The brief went on. To the contrary, courts have emphasized that an entity's for-profit status is an objective criterion that allows courts to distinguish a secular company from a potential uh, potentially religious organization's uh, without conducting an intrusive inquiry into the entity's religious beliefs. So basically saying, if you make money, you're not a church, you're not, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, nonprofit, uh, organization. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're not, then all the laws that federally apply across the board to everyone else apply to you too. Yes, it does. Which and seems it fair should. to me. And it should. Because also, like, to me, it begs the question, like, so does this mean does this mean that if say federally I can't discriminate against somebody for their sexual preference, I can say Chick-fil-A is a religious organization, so we don't believe in people being gay, so we're gonna fire you because you're gay. You know, we just this is the same Supreme Court that just passed a law that said you cannot discriminate on the basis of that anymore. And here we are, you know, a couple weeks later and they're about to legislate on this, you know. Now hope now, this is twofold though, because on the one hand, people are like, well, they're taking this case and it can be very dangerous and it's the worst thing ever. But it's kind of good because they, when you rule on this case, it says president. So you have to, at some point, when laws are being challenged, you have to have a ruling. Mm-hmm. And this, this court may rule that this is not uh, feasible, that, uh, this company is going to have to uh, provide uh health care that does include birth control methods for women um unless, in their health care unless you turn to non-profit unless right. you turn to non-profit or say hobby lobby is a church i don't want to hear nothing that you got to say in my personal opinion even with that i still think that people should be covered because right. regardless of what religion you are i don't care how saved sanctified and holy ghost filled you are you fuck mm-hmm yeah and you want to be covered and you know birth control birth control can be cost prohibitive if it's not covered in your insurance and you have to pay for it out of pocket yes it's always a weird thing to me i don't even understand why anyone's ever been against birth control and why it's a thing like it's not specifically written in the bible anywhere that you can't have birth control it's i mean it's just this is such a weird thing yes and, and like if corporations can just claim religious 
reasons for things how much other shit are they going to be able to change and and the the, the problem the problem that i guess the, the personal problem that i have with it is that you're dictating to me as a female what i can and cannot do with my body and and the biggest part is that all these people that are against birth control against condom uh, against this thing are the same people that will not go uh, to the adoption agency and will not go get these children. You're, you're anti-shit until you gotta pay taxes on them and shit like that until they're in the system and then all of a sudden you complain it. Well, to me, it's smarter if I choose not to, to help me prevent it and not have this child than to have the child and people are covering the cost. Either way, you're gonna pay. You're either gonna pay for these birth control pills or you're gonna pay with the cost of that child. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, not to mention like, do corporations even have to tithe like no what's like what are the rules where you can just decide like i'm religious about this specific thing not to mention religion is so vague and you know what religion are you a christian are you a catholic are Are you you a baptist are you a muslim yeah like if there was even religion right if there was another uh if there was another store in america that just decided like oh we go by sharia law and all our employees will be wearing burkas if they're women people would lose their shit it would be against it's like that's against american principles like but it's like if as long as the christian religion you can pretty much say whatever the fuck you want to say and people go okay you know i guess that makes sense but it doesn't really make sense no it does especially not. when we're talking about the law your religion should have no bearing on the law at all you know because you are literally affecting people's lives because the thing about it i would rather pay 30 dollars a month for birth control than hundred dollars a thousand dollars in a month for a child and i bet money they don't pay enough for anybody to be taking care of no fucking kids no. on hobby lobby money you know seven summer hour maybe 10 right such a weird fucking thing to do but anyway i hope the supreme court like kind of puts it to bed uh speaking of religion pope the pope denounced uh trickle down economics which has never been confirmed by the facts he says that's his quote in its first in, uh, encyclical, uh, I guess that's how you pronounce it, uh, released on Tuesday, Pope Francis laid out a broad mission statement which restated the church's opposition to abortion, but also emphasized what it can do for the poor and oppressed trapped in a world of growing income inequality. It is no longer simply about exploitation and oppression, but something new, the pontiff wrote in the 85-page document. 85? Wow. Dude, who wrote all this? Mm-hmm exclusion ultimately has to do with what it means to be a part of society in which we live those excluded are no longer society's underside uh or its fringes or its disenfranchised they are no longer even a part of it the excluded are not the exploited but the outcast the leftovers the pope also denounced trickle-down theories of economics promoted by many conservatives and politicians who espouse an unregulated free market I think this is why he gets away with so many people being like, he's the most progressive person ever. Cause like, to me, I'm still looking like, well, you're not, you're not, uh, it's not like you're changing your ideas about birth control. Mm-mm. You're not changing your ideas on abortion. Nope. You're not changing about your ideas on people's sexuality nope. and, and sexual orientation. Mm-mm. But then he gets like a, a lot of credit cause they'll be like, and I don't agree with trickle down economics. People are like, yeah, woo! Pope rocks. He is completely do move over old Pope. This is the new Pope. Wow. Wow, guitar lick it's like uh i don't think this is that progressive it's like barely moving anything <laughs> like okay no, yeah 
in this context some people continue to defend trickle-down theories which assume the economic growth encouraged by a free market which inevitably succeed in bringing about greater justice and inclusiveness in the world this opinion which has never been confirmed by the facts expresses a crude and naive trust in the goodness of those wielding economic power and in the secularized workings of the prevailing economic system meanwhile the excluded are still waiting and which i don't disagree with but i will say like you know what else hasn't ever been uh confirmed by the facts what's that religion Mm-hmm. it's just faith maybe people got faith in this economic system the same way he got faith in whatever he believes in that's true too i mean if they i mean honestly it's like well we don't have the facts to confirm it but i believe it's like people could use the same argument against him you know but i just think that people are just like this guy is an edgy pope he's different like he gets up there and cussing or something it's like he's not that different like honestly he's still the pope ain't that the truth. i heard people even say like i think he's an atheist i don't think he's an atheist and i think if you know i don't think he's saying anything that sounds like an atheist to me mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i think people just really desire him to be some type of uh radical yeah he, i don't think he is no it's like he's, he's, he's no because they honestly if they would have thought that they never would have voted him in yeah it's just a different color can of coke and people are walking around like it's different y'all yeah they'll they be like the new coke and they strip it off be like but it looks like the same can it's orange and blue versus blue and orange right uh remember we covered that server uh speaking of sexual orientation who uh she's she's gay and she said a family left in new jersey didn't leave her a tip they wrote this really mean note on the tip instead of paying for Mm -hmm. the tip well uh there's uh more on this story now and uh it's not looking too good for her um let me see if i can play this for you customer now claims after that restaurant receipt went viral making national headlines Bryn jen grass is here now with a stunning new twist you'll see only on news 4 Bryn. well she check it's a case of she said they said it was days after that story aired that a bridgewater couple noticed their copy of the bill looked remarkably like the one waitress dana morales posted online except not only did they say they generously tipped her but they never wrote that hateful message and it's possible it was all made up Wow. When a New Jersey waitress said she was stiffed on a tip because of her lifestyle, the sympathy and the cash came pouring in. I'm donating pretty much $3,000. News 4 is one of many media outlets that reported on the former Marines' shocking and offensive story. People are very ignorant. They should be ashamed of themselves for watching. There was one couple who was watching and took those words to heart. Don't think that way. Um, the most tolerant people, I don't care what you do in your life, um, if you're a good person. I sat down with a couple who asked we not show their faces. They told me it was their family who Morales served that night, and their customer copy of the check proves Morales's version of the story doesn't add up. 100% you know that's your check. Yeah, I can actually tell it's my name under the fuzzed out name. In fact, both copies of the check have the same date, timestamp. But the totals are different. The family says they left an $18 tip. They even provided news for their credit card statement showing those charges on their visa. That's something that also puzzled the restaurant manager. So why would her credit card be charged this much, $111.55, including a 20% tip? How do you know this is not copy? You know, to make it. Because I have a copy of her credit card statement being charged this amount. And that message, I'm sorry, but I cannot tip because I do not agree with your lifestyle and how you live your life, the couple says it's not even their handwriting. And I said, oh, my God, they've, she's doctored up our 
cop or check. They just said it's possible you made this up because this isn't their handwriting and this isn't how they left the check. Uh, that's not my handwriting. I don't know. Again, I don't know. Tonight, we talked to Morales, who's sticking with her story and says she's certain she wasn't tipped. You see why they're upset? I, I guess. I mean, I'm sure. Because it's a disgusting thing to do to, to write that, you know, the restaurant profits from this. Obviously, Dana is profiting from this. And it's fraud. It's a scam. In a statement to News 4, Gallup Restaurant says it opened an internal investigation and Morales is still waiting tables. And this family who says they've dined at Gallup many times before, well, they say they have no intentions of going back. I think there's enough hate and intolerance in the world that to create it when it wasn't there is shameful and dishonorable. Now, the family believes this may have, what may have happened is that this was just triggered by a misunderstanding. The family says they were told their server's name was Dan, not Dana. Dana did say that. The family called her Dan and says she was offended and reported it to managers. Sheba? Brent, a lot of folks scratching their heads over this story here. We know some donations have been coming in. Since these allegations have come up, what's happening with those donations? Well, yeah, donations from all around the world, Sheba. Right now, what we know is Dana told me tonight she still plans to donate all of those profits to the wounded warriors. Sheba and Chuck? All right, Brynjian Grass, thank you. Wow. Now, here's, here's a couple of things about this story, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One, um, when I first heard it, I was like, I can believe that. Because people are assholes. Right. But I really do believe these people didn't do it because the receipt their bank statement says it and then um the you know like the fact that um this uh this lady dana was upset um and it's in the wake of that black girl who got the nigger written on her Mm -hmm. thing and i don't and i don't believe those people because they like they didn't come forward they didn't present any evidence, evidence to the contrary mm-hmm. and just like we didn't do it and that was it right yeah and and also for me um this is why and i tell people to do this and, and if i'm with somebody and they never do this a sign both versions of it because they give you one for you and one for them and at the tip this can still happen by the way it doesn't that, matter i mean that's that's true that's true the way she wrote it on the tip it's around the stuff you know what i mean so like say yeah. say you tipped her in cash even right true she marked like the, there was already a mark through tip and then there's a right writing in the total but then around that anyone could take a pen after you leave and write i'm sorry but i cannot tip but you do not I mean, care I mean, for your yeah go ahead yeah that, i mean and and that's true and, and and i think for my thing is that i don't think they did it either for the fact that if their receipt and excuse me and their statement and all that shit match she got tipped especially when the statement is i mean that's a little less than 20 percent, but rounding up it's a 20 percent tip mm-hmm. and you know what i mean and it's 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 the statement it's what they got charged on their bill mm-hmm. um she got that money yeah and if the restaurant is even saying like well it's not like we build her for a tip so so you know what i mean like the restaurant is saying they're not going like well we put it on there anyway even though they didn't tip then you really do have to wonder like if this is a setup man Mm -hmm. and if so man it's diabolical and like i said in the wake of that black girl having that racist shit happen to her and they end up getting like what ten thousand dollars or something Mm -hmm. she might have been looking at it like hey i can get some money too 
and and the thing is the 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 the, the thing that frustrates me is that there are a lot of servers that get treated shitty all the time mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where you scamming a system like this and scamming people's um generosity and stuff like that is a smack in the face and especially if this table says like hey we called her dan but only because someone came over to us before she got there and said dan will be serving you so there clearly was a misunderstanding so maybe she already had a grudge right there like just at that misunderstanding like oh you motherfuckers gonna call me dan knowing that my name is dana and just took it like you know chip on her shoulder what she's already been through a lot of shit i'm sure um i'm sure she's gotten like little stuff all her life probably and maybe she just decided like fuck these people you know i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna say that they didn't tip me because they were fucking homophobic they called me dan and uh they're gonna you know i'm gonna make them look bad uh now there's a third possibility to this which is that someone took the receipt and maybe even her tip um <gasps> and wrote this and lied you know it's quite possible i mean i don't know that you know definitely happened but it is possible that someone really might not have got it and that's maybe all that she's seen Mm -hmm. like someone could have be stealing from everybody in this situation yeah or either might have an issue personally with her like in in the in the restaurant itself yeah Yeah. especially if they come in there a lot then that some another waiter could be greedy they could know like these people normally eat about a hundred dollars worth of food leave about a twenty dollar tip um i'm gonna steal this tip from this person mm-hmm. and i mean it's possible i don't i mean i'm not saying that's what happened mm-hmm. but those are my three theories you know and i don't think that these people did it anymore like mm-hmm. with uh with the and i think th- that's part of the the deal is like you have to fight back sometimes and i know it sucks mm-hmm. but when someone labels you a fucking bigot man sometimes you got to come back and be like no i'm not and here's the fucking proof Yes, sir. So, you know, like, cause, you know, it's almost like when you hear, I know only 4% of, uh, rape accusations are, turn out to be fake or false, but it's like when you hear a false rape accusation, you do kind of want that person to have some sort of consequence Mm -hmm. because it's such a serious crime and a serious accusation and a serious issue. You're accusing somebody of. Right. You don't want people to just be able to willy nilly do that. Mm and disrupt a lot of people's lives and you know just like like because because now you turn an innocent person into a victim and that is the impetus that that is actually what everybody's against in the first place so it i feel like you know she probably should have something happen to her if they can prove that this was her you know make her give that money back i mean a a paid arrest or something just for the fact that it's just one of those things where you're looking like where you you really gay, did gay, this to us gay people have enough shit to worry about yes, without they do someone making stuff up i remember it was uh during the obama campaign f- the first time there was a black lady who like wrote kkk on her face and all this shit and i was like something should happen to her like go to jail for 30 days something because yes. this is way too intense a time to just make up shit. accusations like this like people really have real problems and here you go trying to get in the news about some fake the kkk white man came and wrote it on my face it's like come on man um all right a brooklyn hospital mm-hmm. apparently is in some trouble Uh-oh. uh according to a new whistleblower lawsuit i think that means when like whistleblower i think that means that someone on the inside is uh telling everybody what happened uh-oh 
but lab workers at, Bro- at brooklyn hospital made hiv negative patients think they had the virus <gasps> why incompetent lab workers at a kings county hospital center cause hiv negative patients to think they have the virus and some people who were tested positive for hepat positive for hepatitis c were told that their results were negative <gasps> Longtime lab technician lily hutchison 51 claims she had she has warned higher ups at the hospital about life-threatening errors since 2002 but instead of wow. correcting the problems the administrators retaliated against her it's pretty outrageous what Lily witnessed. What Lily reported and the general inaction by the hospital says her lawyer Thomas Ricotta. It was pretty pervasive. A spokesman for the health city, the city's health and hospital corporation said Hutchinson claims her claims were never substantiated. The people of Brooklyn can be confident that testing results at Kings County Hospital are accurate and that the hospital's laboratory compile, uh, complies with all relevant standards and protocols. Hutchinson 51, who has been working in the Flatbush Hospital Lab for 23 years and started acting as a whistleblower in 2002, according to the court papers filed earlier this month in the Brooklyn Supreme Court. She first alerted HHC to the incompetent and unqualified labor staff and that made routine mistakes and patient and patient safety violations, including misdiagnosis, misdiagnosis of patients test. Wow. Since then, she was dis- disrespected by supervisors, denied training and even assaulted in 2005. She Shit. was transferred from the immunology to the hematology lab. And that, and what the suit charged was retaliation. Two years later, she was allegedly denied promotion, even though the hospital faced a shortage of lab technicians. In 2008, the inspector general of the city's HHC found her allegations to have merit. And in 2011, the state's health department also confirmed the safety violations. While HHC denied any violations were ever found, the state's Department of Health said it investigated a complaint about Kings County Hospital Laboratory and cited the hospital in 2001 for quality assurance issues. Mm. Adding the lab is currently in compliance now, but back then it was out. Hutchinson continued to claim that, uh, to complain about mis- misdiagnosis, mixed up specimens, failure to report test results and a other snafus and subsequently Receive negative work evaluations. Man, you know the worst thing about all those is the failure to report test results. Mm-hmm. That would be terrible. Yeah, you got somebody infecting somebody. I mean, because not just that, but you know, you get an HIV test, and it's like we'll call you at Tuesday at, at, by five. And you just never get. And you the just result. never get that call. <laughs> So, you never get the paperwork. Do I have it? I must have it. They're not calling me back. It must be real bad. It takes longer when you got the AIDS. <laughs> must do she was suspended last year for two days at without pay a tenth of what supervisors had asked for the hearings record show the lawsuit says she discussed the problems including unqualified technicians and cover-up of hiv misdiagnosis with everyone from the hospitals director to state officials but nothing has been done she tried to handle it on her own she went through all the proper channels her lawyer said when asked about the length it took for her to bring legal action on a daily basis she has been prosecuted are persecuted i'm sorry mm-hmm. the suit is asking for unspecified damages for hostile work environment lost wages and emotional suffering in light of prior history surrounding lily's whistleblower complaints lily fears she will be further harassed disciplined or ultimately terminated as a result wow. mm-hmm. that's yeah. crazy yeah they're gonna get her ass out of there and on top of that if you've ever had blood work done there mm-hmm. i and, and if i go somewhere else and find out that it's reversed i will see the fuck out of you uh sydney leathers the lady that anthony weiner was sexting 
Mm-hmm. that I remember during the mayoral race or was it comptroller whatever he was running for <sighs> that crazy woman she yes. like followed him around mcdonald's in a red dress she's done pornography mm-hmm. like could you pick a worse person to send your dick pics to you know like if anything i wouldn't vote for him based off of this and i know bill mars like it's just a mistake in a, in a sex scandal but there's something about this that makes you go this guy makes bad choices yes like just the kind of woman you send your dick picture to says a lot about you and if he thought yes, this he crazy woman was a good risk to take uh i can't have this guy making decisions for a city ain't that the truth well she's back in the news this time um she has uh decided to sell some stuff Karen. okay mm-hmm. sydney leathers has a sale going on TMZ brings you breaking news from Libya. Wait a sec, that's not how you spell Libya. We're talking about vaginas! Starring... TMZ News is the best news ever, apparently. Ain't it dope? Sydney Leathers! So you remember Sydney Leathers? Sure, she was Anthony Weiner's most recent sexting partner. And after that, she did porn. But what's her current status? Well, now, um, she has very large labia in other words uh, vagine hang like slave of wizard and apparently sydney's recent foray into porn all news should be like this <laughs> it would be a lot more entertaining i would watch the regular news if it was this way with quick cuts yes and some douchebag saying that's uh, health care <laughs> website is still down <laughs> down like four flat tires <laughs> Self-conscious about her excess hoo-ha skin. So now she's decided to get labiaplasty. Yes, you could say she's mending the curtains, shortening the mud flaps, cutting excessive flesh away from her vagina. We ran out of euphemisms. But here's where it gets gross. She's taking the excess and she's going to be auctioning it off. Uh, uh, why? Who the hell wants that? Somebody gonna buy uh So you want her leftover pussy lips? Mm-hmm. Pussy lips for sale. Ex- excess pussy lips for sale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The worst part is con- somewhere Kim Kardashian is like, I can't believe I didn't think of this. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? God damn it, she beat me to it. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was crazy. Um, Karen, did you know selfies are not empowering for women? They're a cry for help. Word. Mm-hmm. So, so when dudes take self as a cry for their help too, lowering their self esteem. Much virtu- so this is only for women then. Much virtual ink has been spilled over the past few days over the Oxford Dictionary's choice of selfie for the 2013 word of the year. Uh, but I've noticed among the course of opinions on the social media self portrait an annoying trend: the selfie evangelist. Selfies are just dandy. They say because they're a way for people mostly young women to express themselves and to show pride in who they are to insult the selfies to is to insult women in general and that's like against the rules of feminism besides selfies are here to stay get used to it stop this selfies are empowering they're a high-tech reflection of the fucked up way society teaches women that their most important quality is their physical attractiveness over at Slate, Rachel Simmons makes a valiant effort to try to reframe selfies as a positive self-esteem builder for girls. She writes, the selfie is a tiny post of girl pride. A shout out to the self. Earlier this week, four, the, the first four women to complete the Marine Infantry Combat Training posted a jubilant selfie. selfie. Nancy, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi tweeted, it is it, it as the selfie of the year. 
if you write off the endless stream of posts as image conscious narcissism you're missing the chance to watch girls practice promoting themselves a skill that boys are otherwise given more permission to develop and which serves them later on which they negotiate for raises and promotions so she's saying uh the rachel simmons is saying selfies are good because they're good for women's self-esteem they're a good uh you know uh way to love yourself and it teaches you pride that boys kind of innately get through everyone patting us on the back our whole lives i agree and this is what gives you the confidence to make sure you get that raise that promotion whatever it is you deserve later on in life and there are some women that just like to put pics of their ass out there and they should have the right to do it just like somebody else had the right to snap a picture for self-esteem absolutely don't disagree that the three marines who passed infantry combat training kick ass and that photo they took was inspiring and of course she had to say that because that no one can say anything bad about the troops and if selfies were typically jubilant post-achievement photos snapped by women proud of what they accomplished then simmons assertion that selfies are tiny posters of girl pride would be apt but the typical selfie is not taken by women who have just completed the iron man triathlons or finally finished reading infinite jets uh, and then she has some like weird uh like snarky stuff selfies don't typically contain job offer letters successful grant applications their face in front of a gorgeously rendered still life the woman drew by hand they're literally just pictures of a woman's face not talking great area exceptions selfies where a person's face is not the point of the picture some women i follow on instagram for example post pictures of themselves wearing cool sunglasses or lipstick or hats which i feel is not technically a selfie because points of a pure selfie is here's my face and not here's a cool hat lipstick shade pair of glasses and that's their opinion Mm -hmm. further self-taking digital portraits are typically posted on social media ostensibly with the intent of getting people to respond to them that's what social media is in that respect selfies aren't expressions of pride but rather calls for affirmation in real life walking up to a stranger tilting your head downward to a 45 degree angle duck facing pushing your tits together and screaming do you think i'm pretty would be some would be some of the authorities on the on the would be some of the authorities on the internet is just how people operate uh so as you can imagine people were very upset with this yes many uh feminists uh were taking pictures like feminist selfies feminist selfies and like all on my timeline last week um because uh you know they they disagree with this lady wholeheartedly um and i think part of the reason that people fight back against stuff like this in addition to it you know being fucked up and wrong Mm -hmm. but i anytime someone tries to define like what a good feminist does yeah you're gonna have some pushback because there's more than one way to think about this topic yes it is uh she says uh, simmons continues that this kind of casual self-promotion comes so easily to girls points to a yawning and promising generational divide maybe we adult women of the lean-in generation have something to learn here what retaking a photo 12 times until your chin looks right is no way in no way analogous to asking your boss for a raise nor is it the sort of self-promotion that results in anything but a young woman reinforcing the socially ingrained notion that the most valuable thing she has to offer the world is her looks if culture were encouraged were encouraging women to be smart the word of the year would be diplomy and the definition would be a photo of an academic achievement posted to a social media here's my face is not an accomplishment feeling pretty is nice but goddamn beauty far from the most is far from the most important thing about being a fully actualized adult human person yeah 
it sounds like you don't get no ass or something like something's wrong with your personal life to be concerned this much about selfies nor is the proliferation of selfies into a generation of women who are old enough to know better a promising development it's a nightmare the picture that accompanies my byline on this very website is a selfie i post the selfies to facebook and twitter i always feel bad about it it always takes several tries to not look stupid and even now i kind of hate all of them hey guys i'm by myself myself he says can you please somehow indicate indicate that other humans are out there so that i do not collapse to my own loneliness lol lol please god no so it's like she has some issues when she yeah pictures too yes you have these personal issues that you have not grasped and you know and there are some women regardless of size that say i look good i just feel like posting pictures of myself if you respond fine if you don't respond fine you know and it's one of those things where you're taking your own personal view and your own personal beliefs about selfies and applying them to all women across the board like 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 your personal opinion is low on it and it's not and specifically to women that's what, I'm, here that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying do i've seen dudes with selfies too i took a selfie of my um glasses the other day yes. like hey look at my new glasses and everybody left a whole lot of comments about my beard which thank you very much but no one talked about my glasses but yeah. i felt so lonely i was all alone cold outside. please like me i'm attractive uh simmons goes on to preemptively defend her defensive selfies noting that the media is quickly quick to treat teen girls as perennial victims rather than young women with agency she cites media coverage of hookup culture as an example of course some young men are posting pictures of themselves because they love how they look but it's absurd to assert that teenage girls or boys are doing anything as public as selfie posting in a fantastical vacuum devoid of social pressure well somehow they're not relying on others to feel good about themselves if pure selfie queens are so happy with themselves then why involve social media at all why post their face on a forum where people can tell them that they hate it um but to me that's almost more brave yes 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 it is um you know and it was funny too because um i ended up getting into this big ass debate which i still feel i was right on um and uh nobody gave me an answer that satisfied uh me but a lot of people were taking pride in like hey a selfie is good and it's saying you know no matter how you look that you're proud of yourself and people might affirm that or whatever but you the brave the braveness to even put your image out there to the world should be congratulated which i agree yes but then i was saying in addition to this is very weird it's ironic to see people who recognize the power of the selfie and why no one people shouldn't ridicule it and you know they're very upset when people uh say well this girl's too fat and this person's it's like no this isn't about you this is about me and me putting out my own image you can save your comments if they're negative right Mm -hmm. and i was like isn't it fucked up that these same people will go in on young women who post pictures of their food and say like wifey status or Mm -hmm. you know uh this look at this plate i made it's banging they'll go in on those and go look how aesthetically ugly your plate your food is Mm -hmm. look how you must be a terrible cook. cook um and even to the point where it insults their ability as a woman to be married or to have like a relationship because they'll even go on on the fact where, oh, you think that makes you wifey status? 
Yeah, you can't cook, so you ain't wifey status. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have made oodles and noodles or whatever. And I was like, you know, it's very ironic that people can see the humanity in uh, defending the selfie, but not the humanity in saying someone did cook this. They did post this picture because they were proud. Yeah. And you laughing them off the internet is also fucked up. Yes, it is. And they could, but for the life of me, people were just acting like it's not, I can't, it's totally different. No, it's not. Not even, can't even be compared. And it was just weird because I was like, it's, it's so apparent. It's so obviously similar. I mm-hmm. didn't say, you know, and I was like, it rem- and people rejecting it. And the reason they reject it is because they do it to people and that, then their friends right. do it and they join in and they don't want, nobody ever wants to feel like they're a bad person. Th- that's right. Even though you're an ass. Right. Nobody ever wants to say, I did something fucked up. That's right. Right. And everything I do has to be right. And if I do it, then therefore it makes it right. And it does not. Right. Which is where I have the opposite view on shit where I like, I do a lot of wrong shit. I do too. And I just accept that I do wrong shit. I never proclaim to be perfect. Right. Me either. But, um, so I was like, this is obvious. A few people like kind of tried to argue with me or whatever, but they started making the same arguments that dudes make when women take pictures of themselves and the guys are like, Oh, you're too, she's too big to be wearing that dress. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, uh, well, they, they should know that they shouldn't post those pictures of food. Cause everybody's going to laugh. I'm like, right. But there's women that, might be overweight and people go oh you're gonna pick a picture in a bathing suit you should know everybody's gonna laugh so i can make i can pick at you and it's, and i'm and i'm saying both things are fucked up yes they are and they're like well this not this not equally fucked up because one is a human and one is just some food and i'm like a human being made that food and they took the time and to if prepare it, it and if it's ever happened to you which it has happened to me a couple of times yes if it ever happened to you it is fucked up because your pride takes a hit because you're a human being. Yes. You know, we know somebody that deleted their Twitter account based off of this shit. Like, it's not, like, it's not just fun and games that nobody gets hurt. No, it's not. So it was weird because people draw these weird lines. At different places. Yeah, it was weird to watch people on the one hand defend how they just need to go in like people were saying like well you know it's different because i need to tell them that their food isn't good i was like no one needs to tell them shit you didn't need no one just like no one needs to tell someone that they're too fat to wear a thong ain't that the truth like no one needs to tell anybody anything you You don't have the right to you just feel like you have the right to and a lot of times people do this because they feel like they're quote unquote better than you and you're taking away that person's humanity yes you also by saying that well this couldn't possibly hurt their feelings or their feelings don't matter or why were they so proud of that when they should have known it's not like i saw these people out here literally offering to help these people learn to cook Mm -mm. they weren't trying to help these people learn to take better photos nope they were just giving jokes off that's right and them jokes are better than that person's feelings and how they feel and, and 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 their emotion uh behind it and and it's and it's just funny when it's technically the same thing but people don't look at it like it's the same thing because in their mind they're like i'm gonna get these jokes and and like you said like them dudes i'm gonna get these jokes and me getting the jokes uh um is bigger than your feelings and their thing is like well it's not equal to which i said you know i would at least relent to that point but you're using that to dismiss what what the damage being done yes which a lot of people do it's kind of like when you have black people who are homophobic that'll say like well gay people shit is not equal to 
civil rights with black people it's not like you're just uh hosing them down in the street sicking dogs on them it's not like they have to go to a separate school it's not like and you're like okay cool this is not an olympic competition Mm -mm. both things were fucked up i'm just saying both things are fucked up i'm not saying who had it more fucked up than the other person yeah but but it's like it's amazing uh and i had forgot about this this happened last week i forgot to talk about it until we were reading this story and i was like oh yeah that's right the same people defending the selfies are good for your self-esteem are the same people that go in on women who can't cook and Mm -hmm. you know they and for some reason that's not anti-feminist to say you're not wifey material because you can't cook but somehow don't nobody date don't nobody want to date you or or why 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 uh, do you have a boyfriend you know and it's one of those things where it's it's insulting either way regardless if i put a selfie you assault me or i put food out there and you assault me i still am a person and it's the person that posted this right so it's just weird man i'm glad we talked about that but anyway yeah this woman's crazy as shit Um, yes it's time to play our games karen cool Mm mm-hmm you know how we do first game first we got oh wait actually let me you know i always had a volume wrong when i started this music i know but i wait a minute turn it up there we go all right oh here we go we're just fucking with them black people we're just fucking with them black we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play some fucking with black people today's contestant we have two guys two fucking with black people uh let's go with the first one it's a little adorable black girl who's get kicked out of school Uh oh that's right vanessa van dyke said she was given one week to decide whether to cut her natural hair or leave faith christian academy in orlando florida oh florida say it with me everybody say it with me um yeah she was she was basically told that uh you need to uh get your ass up out of school or uh cut your hair i put a picture up in the chat room so you guys can see what her hair looks like um in case you uh agree or disagree uh she's an african african-american teen uh she's facing expulsion because administrators at a private school wanted to cut and shape her hair uh, but for now, she and her mother do not plan to change her hair because it is part of the 12 year old's identity, but her natural hairstyle comes with a cost. Uh, first of all, they call her a teen and she's 12. I guess in Florida, anything goes. Uh, it says that I'm unique, said Van Dyke. First of all, it's puffy and I like it that way. I know people will tease me about it because it's not straight. I don't fit in. Van Dyke said the first, the, that first the teasing from other students, but now it's school leaders seem to be singling her out for her appearance. Faith Christian Academy has a dress code that rules against how students can wear their hair. The student handbook reads, hair must be natural color and must not be a distraction. It goes on to state examples that include but are not limited to mohawks, shave designs, and rat tails. Okay, and this baby has none of this. Right. Also, not a distraction. Who determines what's distracting? That's true too now. A distraction to one person is not a distraction to another, said Van Dyke's mother, Sabrina Kent. You can have a kid come in with pimples on his face. Are you going to call that a distraction? Van Dyke says she had she has had large natural hair all year long, but it only became an issue after the family complained about students teasing her about her hair. So she said, hey, my kid's getting bullied for having long natural hair, whatever. 
and, and instead said, of you she addressing needs to, it, she needs to cut it off and instead of you fucking addressing it and telling them hey don't pick on her you rather get her to change because let's not kick bullies out of school let's kick the kids out of school that uh you know have natural hair uh van dyke says she had a large natural oh yeah there's been bullies in the school there have been people teasing her about her hair and it seemed to me that they're blaming her i'm depressed about leaving my friends and people that i've known for a while but i'd rather have that than the principals and the administrators picking on me saying that i should change my hair said van dyke i'm going to fight for my daughter kent says if she wants her hair like that she will keep her hair like that there are people out there who may think that natural hair is not appropriate she is beautiful the way she is she is she is beautiful and so confident and pretty in that picture man like that's the kind of child hair yeah that's the kind of child you want like just a a healthy confident child child. and the world is already gonna try to beat this girl down as a black woman in america already and we gotta start this shit now like we gotta like oh you made it somehow to 12 with the with such a strong love for yourself that you would wear your hair natural like this well how can we solve that you know like how can we take and, that out and of my you? thing are, are they're probably paying to go to this school i'm paying you to go to this school mm-hmm. and based off your rules regulations she does not break any of these laws school administrators responded to an email asking about the issue but did not provide any answers to questions uh so out of a zero to a hundred you guys might be upset with me but i only give this a 50 right now and here's why been that done that man we covered this story like five different ways it's been like five different beautiful black girls getting kicked out of school because of their hair this old hat to me now guys it doesn't even fuck with me as much as it did the first time i just see a picture of a beautiful black baby and i'm like god damn it again it used to be this used to be a hundred you know when we first started but you can't just keep doing shit you can't do the same thing and keep getting a high grade i'm sorry orlando florida uh nice try but uh you're gonna have to come a little bit better than that if you if you still want to get that high grade all right uh we have another fucking with black people story Uh um for some reason it won't let me remove oh i I took it off it's not on the air oh it's not okay why is it still on my screen it's on your screen but it's it's not on the air all right cool uh here's another one Uh, another story for fucking with black people Covering Volusia County tonight, a Ku Klux Klan group from North Carolina is trying to recruit members from New Smyrna Beach. Leaders passed out hundreds of flyers right near North Myrtle Street over the past couple of days. And it turns out, get this, the neighborhood is predominantly black. Eyewitness <laughs> Ryan Hughes is there live now. And Ryan, how this went down. Leader, why would they choose this neighborhood? George, he said it was completely random and they had no idea who lives in this Volusia County neighborhood. This is what the flyer looks like. Future. Tim Washington was headed to work yesterday morning when something stopped him in his tracks. I saw that it was a piece of paper on the ground. I looked at it and it had some hate stuff on it. Washington was the recipient of a flyer from a North Carolina Ku Klux Klan group seen here during an August cross burning. That group sent the flyers to a Florida KKK group, and leaders dropped hundreds of them in this New Smyrna Beach neighborhood in an effort to get new members. Many people came outside yesterday morning, and they found the flyers like this one right in front of their homes. The flyer reads, Our race is our nation, and includes a picture of a member dressed in the distinctive KKK attire. I think it's shallow in this day and age. 
Washington and at least three other residents called police to report the suspicious find. Neighbors were shocked that they were left in this area. You say this was a recruiting effort. However, your group targeted a predominantly black neighborhood. Well, we don't have no way of judging where we're putting the flyers at. Leader Robert Jones told me over the phone that members dropped the flyers at night, so they had no idea who lives in the neighborhood. Erica Blunt does and has her own message for the group. To stay away from our neighborhood. Yeah, they're looking for y'all. All different races. Now, the group plans to pass out up to 600 flyers in this area in the coming days. The leader told me the group hasn't recruited anyone from this area yet, but a couple just joined from Panama City. Live tonight in New Smyrna Beach in Volusia County, Ryan Hughes, Eyewitness News at 10. I feel like uh, all the black people should organize and show up there together. You know what I mean? Like, it just all all the black people just show up. Like twenty black people and go, yeah, man, we got your flowers. What's up? We want to join. Yeah, we we down. Uh, but yeah, now that gets a hundred because yeah. I've never heard of that before. Somebody didn't do their research, did they? Clan recruiting in the black neighborhood. Good grief! And they did it at night. Of course, they did it at night. Right? Uh, yeah, exactly. They weren't too proud of that shit. Apparently, no. They had to do all their recruiting in the middle yeah, of the night. Yeah, uh, if, yeah. Get your ass whooped. Well, at least it wasn't burning crosses. You know, they have step down a bit uh actually you know i'm gonna take it to 75 because it wasn't burning crosses you know could have been worse um but yeah uh i gotta give them a 75 man clan recruiting in a black neighborhood at night uh apparently times are hard out here for the clan real and, hard uh, i see they're trying to diversify make sure they, they put portfolio that know that their employees the clan out here trying to meet them quotas man they gotta get a couple brothers on the staff uh gotta make it official yeah clayton bigsby gonna show up um all right man let's play our other game guys you know what it is now it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time i said now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play clips from news stories all across the globe and we ask the audience to guess the race. Today's contestant is the audience because Pat had to go. Uh, so, uh, chat room will play in his place and as always, they are extremely racist. Mm-hmm. Chat room, are you ready to play some guess the race? Okay. All right. Sounds like they are. Um, here's the, uh, here's the, here's the first one. An Oklahoma man was arrested yesterday for allegedly masturbating in the women's bathroom of a, of a Tulsa Walmart. A solo act that was interrupted by a female shopper who discovered a naked suspect at 8.30 a.m. <laughs> 8.30 a.m. is kind of early to be jerking it, isn't it? Yes. Especially leaving a house to go jerk. Come on now, you could do the privacy of your own home. Customer Beth Davis told police she entered the restroom yesterday morning and found a nude man pleasuring himself in front of the mirror. Nude? Wow. Ah! This guy was bold. Did he take a selfie? Davis, who fled the bathroom in search of help, said that she later saw the suspect now dressed depart the bathroom ahead for Walmart's exit. So the 61-year-old Davis, who told uh, the smoking gun she was in panic mode, began filming him with her cell phone while providing a accompanying narration. 
oh my name is beth davis and i witnessed it you were naked and had your pants down around your ankles someone stop him do not let him go out the door and now she know how to use a cell phone smart lady now yeah 61 too yeah that's what i'm saying most most old people that old go i just want my telephone to ring and and not to mention um very vigilant because i'm of the belief that if i walked into a bathroom and i saw a dude jacking off butt naked in front of the mirror i'm not getting my phone or following him out of the store uh-huh. he can have whatever's over there i'm out all i would be thinking is oh thank god he left you know <laughs> that's the truth i'll be like spider-man the first time the burglar ran past him like not my job buddy Mm-mm. Uh, while the man ran then later on he shoots sperm on uncle ben he dies and then ah. have to avenge it with great power because great responsibility and all that uh, shit. of course while the man ran from the store a second shopper photographed his vehicle and his license plate within two hours tulsa cops arrested brian Huns- hounslow 37 for felony indecent exposure hounslow seen in the above mugshot was booked in the county jail where he is being held in lieu of five thousand dollars bond according to the booking report hounslow confessed to sex crimes detectives that he had been masturbating in the walmart bathroom the document also notes that David saw Hounslow fully exposed turgid penis. <laughs> What'd that mean? Turgid? I don't know. That's hard. A, that's a vocabulary word. Sounds close to rigid. I'm going to go with hard. Yep. Pictured above, Davis, a grandmother of eight, said that Hounslow offered an apology of sorts when she confronted him after he left the restaurant. Hounslow recalled and said, I didn't know I was in the women's bathroom. Well, you know you ever get that itch to masturbate and you just don't give a fuck where you at oh you know? so them them circles and squares look the same and not only that when you're running past them with your dick in your hand yes yeah they all look the same <laughs> uh, but yeah it sounds like he was uh slapping the willy in old old walmartville oh so when he walked in there and he didn't see the urinals you know because mm-hmm. women bathrooms don't have urinals y'all i don't know no, nobody told you just in case you ain't never been the opposite sex's bathroom well when you're just gonna stand in front of the mirror you probably didn't even look at the wall you know, you <laughs> just <laughs> to see if they had them up trying there. to get the sperm in the sink and leave it at that shout out to everybody that washed their hands in that sink ah. uh public masturbators are white until proven otherwise said craticus whiter than the semen that's still trapped in his ball sack oh my the walmart lurker shakes fists would have should have would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for the tax savvy grandma white pink as his pecker white walmart got me rolling pants back white <laughs> oh my and mike jackson white the correct answer is white everybody got it nobody got that one wrong Yep, everybody got it right. Um, here's a, another story. Let's see here. Um, a child's birthday party turned into a brawl. Oh, shit. Is this just video of the brawl or is this news Words report? turn into a heated argument followed by pushing and shoving and then fists go flying at the jump yard in North Royalty Saturday night. There you go. It's not the type of surprise one would expect at a child's family birthday party. I think there were some disagreements about um, who should be invited and who should not be invited. North Royalton Police Detective David Loading says the trouble begins when a couple who is at the party finds the tires of their car slashed. A couple, uh, obviously related to the toddler whose birthday party it was, uh, was there and then left. Uh, when they left, they found their 
their car damaged. At one point, staff members intervene to pull children from the middle of the brawl wow. while the adults keep fighting. You don't need to act like that, especially in public around a bunch of kids. Like, even what if a kid got hurt? Things might never have gotten out of control had the couple with the slashed tires just called police. Instead, they went back inside and confronted the people they felt responsible for damaging their vehicle. It is eventually broken up by some of the staff there and some family work to do that. But unfortunately, it, it goes from two or three to three to five people who are involved in exchanging fisticuffs. I believe parents should be role models, what they're doing, the kids are going to do when they're older. Um, you need to be a parent, not a kid. Police arrested two people from Cleveland, 28-year-old Marlo Knowles and 34-year-old Carolyn Stanberry. Both are charged with assault. And police say it is possible others will face charges. Maria Scali, Fox 8 News, North Royalton. All right, guys. Guess the race of the people, and they're all the same race, that were fighting in North Rollton, Ohio's jump, what's this place called? Jump Yard. Sounds like someone got jumped at the jump yard. Yeah, they did. Wow! Won't be fooled again. I told him not to bring that bitch to my baby's party, said baby mama number two. Oh my. Uh, what race is that? I don't get it. All these people sound like the cast of Friends, so that's white. I told you not to come, White. Oh, my. Fighting at a Tyler birthday party and slashing tires, black. North Royalton, white as snow, says Dr. Dostax. Don't ask no questions, says White. Broke the window out your car, White. Taking balls to the face, White. Oh, my. Tyler birthday parties make me think white. The correct answer is black. I think one person got it right. Matter of fact, you get the golf clap. Took a lot of skill to go against the tide of the chat room mm -hmm. and, and guess that, that, that it was a black person because everybody was guessing right. Uh, I'll put it in the uh, chat room so you guys can see it. But, uh, this is, uh, this, this is the, uh, the party itself. And, uh, how you guys didn't get it when they said the name was Marlo? Yes! I have no fucking clue. We have been doing this show too long, and I'm very disappointed when they say Marlo Knowles. <laughs> and you guys all go, white. that's a white dude. Just really let me down today, guys. Okay. Uh, let's just get right to the bonus round. Cause, uh, this, this is just, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Double the points, double the race. Double the points, double the race. That's right, guys. It's time to get into double the points, double the race. Bonus round of guess the race. Many of you missed the last one, which should have been obvious because every time we ever story cover the story, having Chuck E. Cheese or someplace like that, it's always black. But we're gonna concentrate on the future here, guys. Are y'all nervous about double the points, double the race? Let's find out. A man is accused of lewd acts against a 12-year-old oh after a woman finds video on his cell phone. Oh. Why would you even record that? I think that's a truth. man arrested for molesting a 12-year-old girl in her sleep. And to make matters worse, say he recorded his crimes. Okay, so you can pass off his live now to explain why a friend turned him in. Oh, 
Paul and Jessica, police say that the suspect left his cell phone in a friend's car. That friend got curious and started flipping through his videos and pictures and was disgusted by what he found. Very damning evidence in this case. I mean, this video evidence apparently depicts the suspect you know, performing some type of a sex act upon the victim. Christopher Whitty is now charged with praying on a preteen. It's unclear if she even knew what had happened. He was arrested at his northwest Oklahoma City home Saturday after his friend found cell phone videos of him molesting a girl and turned them over to her mom. The victim appeared to be asleep uh, from the uh, acts were being performed upon her. And the victim's mom called the police. Before officers even arrived, Libby had his hands behind his back. He is now in jail, charged with Ludax on a child. Reporting live, Kim Passock, KOCO, 5 News. Okay, Kim. Also, right now, the power's back. All right, guys. So, guess the race of Christopher M. Wibley, child abuser who leaves his cell phone lying around full of evidence in his friend's cars. You're too smart. Mm-hmm. He didn't have it locked. Snatching your people up like slave traders. I'm assuming that's white. Oh, now everyone's scared to guess. Hmm? It's getting a little, you're doubting yourselves, racist? Is that what you're doing? Hmm, white, says Tease. Wildly, wildly, willy, waving white. Roman Polanski white. Oh, my. <laughs> if he makes a good enough movie, nobody will, no one can convict him. They'll give him asylum. I left my hood in my friend's truck white. Left my phone behind to buy more cheese. Sorry ass nigga says don't ask no questions. <laughs> 12 years of, of peed black. Oh my. <laughs> and, uh, of pad black and Barry Switzer white. The correct answer yes, is, is black. Oh, so y'all got it wrong. And a couple of y'all got it right. This has been a good day for Guess the Race. People I know. Are, you've been throwing people off. People are all over the place. They don't know what, they don't know what's up and what's down. <laughs> you guys are like Michael Jackson. Is it black or is it right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it sad how many of y'all are upset that y'all aren't good races? I know. They're mad. They're like, no. All right. Let's do one more story, guys. All right. An Oregon woman killed a hitman hired by her husband. Wow. Now, does he get his money back is the question. And yeah, don't sound like you su- she succeeded. I mean, I feel like if you if, if you kill the hitman, I should get a, some type of money back guarantee from my from my hitman guy. Uh, because some yeah, hitman guy. Yeah, because he didn't do the job well done. You know, I guess that's why you go half my down payment back. Yeah, I guess that's why you go half now, half half later, that's right? Why? Yep. Um, Portland, Oregon. An Oregon man was sentenced to ten years in prison Friday after hiring another man to kill his wife. Susan Kunhansen fought off the hitman and actually strangled the attacker with her bare hands, killing him. Oh, shit. Well, if you're married to the kind of woman that can kill a man with her bare, bare hands, hands, maybe you do got to hire a hitman. In September 2006, Susan found an intruder in her southeast Portland home. I saw a man step out of the shadows, and he began hitting me in the head and face with a hammer. <gasps> for the first time publicly, she described how fear for her life she fought back. I got the hammer and I started hitting him with the hammer several times. What kind of hitman brings a hammer? Come on now. He he wasn't trying to do the job right. He wasn't even thinking. Mm-mm. 
What is it like? His mo is he like the hitman, the hammer bandit, yeah, or as, some shit? As 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 the hitman, I mean he dead now, but mm-hmm. as the hitman, uh, uh, I would request I get my money back because you didn't tell me I was I was I was fighting was was you know fighting somebody that could kill me. Mm-hmm. My father, the carpenter, always taught me a hammer could be used for self defense. The claw end would work best. <gasps> Apparently, the hitman didn't know this part. No, he did not. The attacker was Ed Haffey, a drug addict who would turn who turned out was hired by Michael Kuhnhausen to kill Susan. See, drug addict. See, he see he ain't had no real hitman. Yeah, that's because he probably bought a drug, bought a gun, and then sold it for crack. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I yelled, "Who sent you here?" Yelled again, "Who sent you here?" Kuhnhausen said in court. Man, she turned into a straight up movie on his ass. Yeah. Beating him and choking him and shit. Who sent you? Who? Like, I would just be like, get out. I want to live. And she's like, who sent you? Yeah, why are you in my house? Who ordered the code red? She turned into Batman. The plan failed as the emergency room nurse relied on her hospital self-defense training and began to bite, hit, and choke Haffy. He turned blue as I told him, you're not going to kill me. Instead, she killed Haffy. Police said later found notes in Haffy's backpack linking him to Michael Kunhasen because he's a drug addict and not a professional hitman. Ain't that the truth? Of course he kept his fucking papers. Notes. He's like, just in uh, case you try to cheat me. His day planner was like, kill Michael Kunhasen's wife for him at 6 p.m. I yeah. bet your reminder popped up in his Google. Definitely put up to this by Michael. <laughs> Weapons uh, hammer. Yeah. Buy a hammer. That was that was in that. <laughs> he probably bought that at Walmart. If I ever believed you deserved to be dead, I would at least have had the balls to kill you myself. To Kaycoon Hudson, she called it a cowardly plan. I heard a lot of people over the last year, and I'm sorry. That's all I can say. Said Michael Kuhnhausen. After laughing at that statement, Susan Kuhnhausen began to cry. She was grateful her former husband apologized, but she was also happy to know he too was suffering. You know, and I guess it's good that, you know, he apologized because, uh, you know, he, sometimes you gotta let people know, like, my bad, I didn't mean to hire a hitman to kill you. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Yeah, you hire a hitman to kill me and I kill that hitman, next time I see you, it's gonna be on and cracking. Well, he apologized, Karen. You gotta you forgive. Fuck about your apology. Turn the other cheek. Man. Turn the other cheek so that I may hammer it. Yeah, I believe yeah. that is in the Bible. Yeah, just like she turned the hammer around on him and hit him with the back of it. Michael Kuhansen pled guilty to soliciting uh, to commit aggravated murder last month, and he was sentenced to ten years in prison. Uh, only ten years. Guess the race of the Kuhansens who uh, apparently uh, dealt with some hitmen. Liam Neeson's sister with a special set of skills. Woman so enraged that she put flyers in the wrong neighborhood. She reacted in a homicide of violence. <laughs> Impossible white person? Too cheap for a real hitman. Jewish. Oh my. Jewish, says Teeth. And everyone else appears to be too scared to guess. White, says Sparger. Tell me my name, Jacqueline Bauer. Tell me the name. Oh, yeah. Although it sounds like an African name, says Chuck Spears, trying to hedge his bets. Taken white, says Tara Hawk. The correct answer is white. <laughs> you guys all totally redeemed yourself, guys. Yeah, you did. The racism is back at full strength. Yeah. But we can't leave without notifying you guys about more sword ratchetness out there in the streets. 
people with swords are going insane. Man was arrested for allegedly stabbing his roommate with a samurai sword. Police have arrested a man who was accused of stabbing his roommate with a samurai sword during an argument over money Sunday. Oh my. Police said Chad Wilkerson cut himself when he pulled out the samurai sword to defend himself at the home. He cut his own self because he ain't got no sword training. No. Fucking idiot. Watch Game of Thrones. Now you think you can own a sword? I almost cut your damn thumb off. Yes. Police say his roommate came towards him and that's when he stabbed him. Wilkerson told police he did not mean to hurt his roommate. Uh, both roommates were taken to the hospital. The blader said to go through his roommate's stomach and out of his back. Injuries, man, maybe it's the same story. I think we covered, unless it happened twice. No, I don't remember. They Bell, all start sound sane to me. I'm sorry. Bell was set at a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> More so irrational. Police arrested a man accused of slicing two people with a samurai sword. Oh, we got a two for one, didn't it? Binghamton police took, uh, Binghamton police took Kyle Wood of Binghamton into custody Thursday in Johnson City. According to police, Wood swung the sword at two people October 27th on Colfax Avenue. One of the victims, a 40-year-old, underwent emergency surgery at Lord's Hospital. His condition was not released. The other suffered a major injury to his hand and almost lost his fingers. Shit. Wood had two outstanding warrants for his arrest for assault in the first and second degree. Wow. This is the kind of shit that happens, man. So. Yep, more sword ratchetness. We never run out because people never run out of swords and you guys don't take it serious enough to fight the power. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, uh, 9 p.m. Probably. Uh, oh, wait, it's almost Thanksgiving. We'll probably be back tomorrow at, uh, 9 p.m. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> if not, we'll see you guys Saturday. Uh, no guest booked as of yet, but, uh, until then, uh, if we're not back, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And if we are back, then uh you know we'll hang out some tomorrow um why did audacity stop working an hour ago oh god karen oh god all right i had to figure something out with this all right guys you guys have a good night um uh pat dixon was a guest yep i uh, hope you guys enjoy him mm-hmm. um until uh tomorrow i love you you too baby Mwah.